scripture reading, and then the next Sunday was fasting, and then we studied corporate worship, and then we studied, well, we studied prayer, and then corporate worship, and then what was small groups, small group night all about last week? If you are here last week, who can tell me what we studied about at small group night? Charlie, we talked about corporate prayer. Charlie, at the end, uh, I'll give you something free from the snack bar um, after everything's done. Um, so yeah, we talked about corporate prayer, and tonight is kind of like a cap to our spiritual disciplines uh, teaching series, as we kind of see spiritual disciplines on display, as we learn how to, how to do scripture memory a little bit more and see it on display and, and how it can transform and help us to grow uh, to be more like Christ in our everyday life. And so um, we are excited to uh, have Jeremy Kluth here for, um, from Scripture Live, which is his own ministry that he started. Um, and we are excited for him to uh, present tonight and to teach us um, in the uh, realm of Scripture memory. So let me switch slides over and start his slideshow, and we should be good to go. Great. Well, okay. Is this working? Can you hear me okay? Awesome. Awesome. Well, good evening, everyone. It is awesome to be back. Um, can't believe it's been almost six months since I was first here, but I have to first say I'm a little disappointed in you guys. I mean, you guys let the adults win that game. Come on. They were in the back, and you all had it. You get... I was like, I was expecting more from you guys, so hopefully you can be a part of this and you can crush it, all right? Uh, but no, I'm glad to be back uh, here, um, and uh, really, yeah, I was able to present two chapters from the book of, of John, John 18 through 19. So when I reached out back out to Kent, um, you know, about coming back, I felt like, you know, I could do another scripture presentation, that's my favorite thing, love being able to bring God's word to life in these stories, but um, I really thought that a huge part of what I do is actually memorization of scripture. Right? When, to be able to do these stories, I actually have to memorize Scripture. And as I shared with you last time, my Scripture memory journey started when I was 13 years old. So around the same time, uh, the same age that you guys are here. Um, and so I remember some of you even asking why I memorize Scripture, how I memorize Scripture. And so I felt that doing a Scripture memory workshop uh, to be able to share my system for memorizing Scripture as well as to walk you through the value of why to memorize it and how it can really transform your faith, right? How it can help you grow in your faith. I thought that would be beneficial for you today. So I hope you'll be blessed and encouraged by that. Um, but I figured, um, you know, one sense, that's going to be my main thing today. But what about, I thought, what would be a fun way to be able to show you guys to actually hype you up for the Scripture Memory Workshop than to do a story straight from the Bible? And at, initially, I was going to do it at the end, but I figured, why not do it at the very beginning, and then you guys are getting ready, and hopefully you can be able to see God's Word, and that, that that's going to be something that blesses you, and then that gets you ready for the Scripture Memory Workshop. But the fun thing is, I'm going to let you guys decide. So you get a chance. I'm going to give you five different options, and all of you um, are going to be able to decide why I do. So I'm just going to ask you to raise your hands, and whoever gets, you know, whatever we're going to have the most, I'm going to be able to present that. I'm going to do that, and then we're going to get into the Scripture Memory Workshop. So here are the five options. We got David and Goliath from 1 Samuel 17. We got Shadrach, Meshach, and Amendigo in the Blazing Furnace. We got Daniel in the lion's den, we got Elijah and the prophets of Baal, and we have Peter and John heal a layman. 
So, uh, David and Goliath, raise your hand if you're interested in seeing that. We got one, two, three, okay, not that many, or four. All right, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Blazing Furnace. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, Daniel in the Lion's Den, got one, two, three, okay. Uh, four, Elijah and the Prophets of Baal, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, Peter and John heal a lame man. One. Hey, I'm glad you did it. It's, it's one of my favorite stories, even though it's not usually the typical favorite. Well, it looks like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is going to win, but that's okay because that is my favorite story to present of all time. So you guys are in for a treat. King Nebuchadnezzar had a golden statue made. It was 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. He erected it on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent out a summons to assemble the satraps, prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other authorities of the province to attend the dedication of the statue that he had erected. So the satraps, prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial authorities assembled for the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had erected. <laughs> they were standing in front of the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had erected. Then the herald made a loud proclamation. To you, O peoples, nations, and language groups, the following command is given. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will be immediately thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshiped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. <clears throat> Your majesty has issued a decree that uh, anyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, uh, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. 
If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the image of gold that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the flames of the fire so hot, or uh, so urgent, that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. <sighs> then Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? Certainly, your majesty. Look! I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the uh, fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. Nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched. And there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses turned into piles of rubble. For no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon. That is quite the crazy story. Have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their boldness, and to stand up to mad King Nebuchadnezzar. It says in Daniel chapter 5, that all peoples, nations, and language groups were trembling with fear before Nebuchadnezzar. He killed whom he wished, he spared whom he wished, he exalted whom he wished, and he brought low whom he wished. 
in an instant, he would just cut off someone's head. And yet they were willing to boldly say, you know what? God can deliver us from you. But even if he does not, we're not going to serve your gods. And then to Nebuchadnezzar to to turn and recognize that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God was the true God. It's pretty amazing. Um, I hope you're blessed by that. I hope that makes you dive more into Daniel. Daniel is a phenomenal story, phenomenal book. You can learn a lot from that. Um, but yeah, so uh, we got uh, got the memorizing uh, of the scripture. We got our scripture memory workshop now. Uh, and really, you know, the purpose is to help you show the reasons why to memorize scripture. Uh, also to cover, because really the reality is if you don't know why to do something, you're probably not going to do it, right? You've got to be able to know the purpose beyond why should I memorize scripture? Why does it even have value for me? Um, and we also have to know what are the lies that we believe about memorizing scripture, right? I don't like to say excuses. I like to say lies because the enemy wants to keep all of us from storing up God's word in our heart to have it ready on our lips. And so I'm going to cover some of the lies that we believe about Scripture memorization. And, of course, the method or the system for how to memorize Scripture with fun, effective, and faith-igniting techniques to better practice the spiritual discipline. So I'm excited for that. So uh, I have a question for, for the group, two questions for the group. Number one, when was the last time you memorized a verse or passage of Scripture? Uh, so when was the last time you memorized a verse or passage of Scripture? And what was it? And number two, what keeps you from storing up God's Word? Now, this is interactive. You guys can feel free to share anytime, just, you know, when I have a question or whatnot. So just think of those questions. Um, so, you know, uh, you know whether it's, um, you know, what keeps you from storing up God's Word? Maybe you think I don't have time. Maybe it's boring. I, I don't have a good memory. Whatever it is, think of those different reasons. Now, again, the mission of Scripture Live is to raise biblical literacy, right? Hopefully, there might be something that you've heard Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego plenty of times, but there might have been some details that you've never heard before. When the king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That is quite an urgent thing. So I hope to raise biblical literacy. I hope to inspire people to be doers of the word, right? Because we're called to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Um, and to equip people to store up God's word in their hearts for themselves. So I truly don't want you to just hear it, hear the word of God, forget what you heard, and go away and, and, and you know, not do anything about it. I want you to truly hear the truth of God's word, and I want it to penetrate your hearts, and it would move you to do something about it. And I want people to memorize God's words for themselves so that you grow in Christ, and that you can win spiritual victories, that you would be able to overcome temptation, that you'd be able to encourage others and encourage yourselves. That's why I do workshops like the one today. Again, fun effective and faith-igniting techniques. So what are some answers with, uh, to the question? So number one, when was the last time you memorized a verse or passage of Scripture, and what was that verse uh, or passage? Anyone can share. Could be a short verse. Could be, you know, it could be something when you were younger. For maybe, I don't know if you guys do a wanna, but anyone have a Scripture? Okay. Has anyone memorized Scripture in the last six months? Raise your hand. That one? What did you memorize? Okay. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. This is, this is, hey, that's right. You, you do, so you can be encouraged that you're not the only one singing, oh, I haven't memorized any scripture. What were you saying? Yeah, go ahead. The reference, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yep. I think it's Proverbs 19:16 if I'm correct. Yeah. I'm not not entirely sure, but yeah, I think that's it. Yep. No, it's good. It's a good verse. Do you have something? Romans 12. The whole the whole chapter? Hey, that's awesome. When did you memorize that? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good passage. You still have it? Can you still do it today? Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's awesome just to hear those. Hopefully that encourages you, but just knowing that like not a lot of you have done that. And that's why I'm hoping that I can actually give you those tools because maybe it's just like you didn't have the tools or you didn't know why. And hopefully today, after tonight, you'll be able to be like, man, like I want to get back into that. I want to be able to do that. All right, so then, because a lot of you don't actually memorize Scripture, what keeps you from storing up God's Word? What has, what, has, what has kept you from actually memorizing Scripture, practicing that? Anyone can answer. Others, hey, that's good, yeah. Others things seem more important. There doesn't take a priority in your life. All right, some of the, some of the young adults, or the, not the young adults, the, the youth, uh, teenagers, want to hear it. It's boring. Thank you for saying it. Thank you for being honest. I'm about to show you that it can, be ex- it, it can be fun. It can be the exact opposite of boring that you're like, oh, why do I have to do this? No, it's something you get to do, and it, is, it can be really fun. I don't have the time, and I have too much to do. Wow, thank you for these honest answers. This is really, really good, right? And, and hopefully, I can give you some of those reasons of how you can, how you can prioritize it, how you can, how you can make time for that. Because really, the reality is with a few simple tools, it can be transformed into a truly enjoyable, life-giving experience, which will be tangible even for busy seasons, even when you don't have time. So it does take effort, right? But hopefully, these techniques I give you take the effort level down and the enjoyment level up. Because another reason is maybe it's, I think it's just too hard. I don't think I can do it. So it does take work. It is a discipline after all. It's a spiritual discipline. But there's definitely opportunity for fun. So the goals for today, we have have fun. I hope you have fun after this, this workshop or during this workshop. We're going to memorize a few verses. You're not just going to memorize one verse. You're not just going to memorize two verses. Every single one of you is going to memorize three verses by the end of the night. And hopefully that gives you some confidence there. Now, another reason people maybe don't memorize scripture is you don't actually know your best learning style. Maybe you just didn't, you just don't think you're like, you tried it one way and it didn't work, and so you think, oh, I can't do it. But maybe you weren't using the best technique, the best learning style for you. And hopefully you'll be able to learn how to memorize faster and to be able to retain it longer. So if you are not having fun, you are doing it wrong. If you think it's boring, if you're not having fun, you're actually doing memorization wrong. So if someone taught you that and you thought it was boring, sorry to say they were probably teaching a way they probably shouldn't have. So... We're going to go here. So we're going to start off, we're going to pray first and just invite the Holy Spirit, invite the Lord to be a part of this. So Lord, I just thank you for this night. I thank you for each and every person here. Um, They are here for a reason, and I know, Lord, that uh, your Spirit is in all of us, and I pray that you would speak through me, Lord, and that you would really um, use me to uh, inspire them and to really just ignite their passion for God's Word and specifically to store it up in their hearts and that they can see the value of it, Lord. Um, Just pray that I can can really uh, do that for them and just that you would be blessed, Lord. May the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be acceptable to your sight. Um, oh, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. So I pray for this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So here's an overview of the Scripture Alive uh, memorization process. 
So the first half we're going to go through, just we're going to go through all these points that you see, and then the second half we're actually going to apply them, we're going to put into practice. So we got know why, know how, pick, plan, and pray. This is where we talk about where we need to understand the actual scriptures we're memorizing. Overcome excuses, this is where we're going to cover the lies we believe. Work on it daily, again there's got to be consistency. Express it, this is where we're going to, this is going to be kind of the fun part where we get to see the different ways. It's going to be a simple process of see it, say it, do it, we'll get into that more. Then it's got review it, then apply it, and repeat. And this means to repeat the process. So what are reasons uh, to memorize Scripture? So you guys talked about what keeps you from memorizing Scripture. For me, as I shared, I started memorizing Scripture when my mom passed away from breast cancer at 13 years old. When I was 13, my mom, my best friend, passed away. She went to be with the Lord. I praise God for that. But that was a time where my faith was tested. When my brother and my sister were turning away from the Lord, I had to run to God's word, and I had to hold it. And I couldn't, just, I couldn't just read it. I couldn't just have it as a Bible or on my phone. I needed it in me. I needed it in my heart, in my soul, ready on my lips for comfort and healing. My reason for memorizing Scripture was for comfort and healing that season. But I have to tell you, your reason for memorizing Scripture will be different in different seasons of your life. So comfort and healing was what, what started me off that I had God's word in my heart when I was going through that and I had the truth of God's word to remind me, you know, my mom is in heaven and I can go through this trial because God is with me. Jesus is giving me strength and having those different scriptures. But then it was to overcome temptation later in my life when I started to become a teenager and struggling through those things. I needed to help with the sinfulness of my life, with sexual issues. I had to memorize those scriptures. And then now I get to be able to share stories of God's word. That gives me so much joy because I love theater and drama. So you have to know like every single single time you memorize scripture, you have to review your why. What is your why? And that's why I want to make sure you have a way, a reason why to memorize scripture, and that's going to change each and every single time. So what are some reasons for memorizing scripture? Be able to share with others. Love it. Yeah, being able to share, share God's word with others. Yes. Almost anything. I love that answer. That is great. Scripture memory can really be used for anything. It's amazing. Yes. Amen. Yes. Spend more time. I see it as you're spending time with God. You're becoming more intimate with your creator, knowing who he is, and you have his words, right? Uh, uh, heaven, uh, Matthew 24, 35 says, my heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away, right? God's words are eternal, and we get to spend time with him and know him more intimately. One more. From another person, someone, one of the young kids, young teenagers hasn't answered. One more. Come on. I'm going to wait. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward. I'm going to wait. That's right. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Amen. There you go. Grow your knowledge in the Lord. I love that. I love that. Um, so hopefully I'm going to give you some reasons why. This is not an exhaustive list. There are many other reasons why to memorize scripture, but hopefully this might be something that trigger your brain and think about what to do. So um, I think one of the greatest reasons is that Jesus actually did it, right? Jesus was 100% divine, but he was 100% human. And we think about him, his temptation in the wilderness, right? His temptation in the wilderness, and he could have used his divine powers, right? But what did he do? When Satan tempted him three times, what did he do? He used Scripture every single time to combat the enemy. And even when the enemy used Scripture... He used Psalm 91 to try to tell him, hey, the angels are going to take care of you. The angels are going to be there for you. 
And he says, no, 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 you do not test the Lord your God. And so he used Scripture to be able to actually correct the enemy. But he did that in his 100% humanity. So why? Because he empathizes with us to know that we can use God's Word to overcome spiritual battles, right? Because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. It may seem like that. But we are not wrestling against even uh, different people. We're not wrestling against those things that we're going on. We're wrestling against the enemy. We're wrestling against the spiritual forces of evil that are trying to, to discourage you and to bring you down. And so that's a huge reason to do it. Um, I love uh, to overcome sin and temptation. This is one of the first verses I ever memorized, Psalm 119.11. I have stored up your word in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against you. Right? If you want to please God, if you love Christ, right, you want to obey him. Right? You want to be able to say, I followed him as much as I could, as wholeheartedly as I can. Of course, we are sinful. We're always going to struggle with that. But we know God's word. We can know how to actually not sin. And we know how we can please the Lord. Because I think of how uh, it is God's will, right? Psalm 48 says, I delight to do your will, O Lord. Your law is within my heart. Right? So doing God's will, knowing God's will, is synonymous with knowing God's word. Billy Graham said, if you are ignorant of God's word, you will always be ignorant of God's will. So that's something, knowing that this is how you can actually do God's will, to teach and encourage others. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Think about it, dwelling. It's something that's actually in you. It's not something that's just on your phone or something in the Bible. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Um, we talked about, you know, sharing with others, right? You can be able to share, uh, share with others, know what you believe and share your faith, um, right? You know, in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. And that can include other believers, but that can include unbelievers. Um, so these are some of the reasons why I love praying scripture. I actually work in donor relations and stewardship and development at Moody Bible Institute. I can't tell you the power it is for the Holy Spirit to bring into mind scriptures I've memorized over the years. And I pray that over a person that is struggling and going through things. And for them to say, I heard those scriptures. That meant so much to me. And you can, do, you can be, it doesn't matter if you're 13 years old or 30 years old or 80 years old. You can use that anytime. And you can pray it over yourself. So being able to, hopefully these are some reasons you can see why to memorize scripture. All right, so we got the know why. Uh, then we got the know how. All right, so know how. Because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Sometimes you don't actually have a plan in place. And so really the P of the power system is to pick, plan, and pray. Right? You got to be able to pick, plan, and pray. So it seems simple, but that's the first thing, right? You're like, what do I want to memorize? Like, I, you know, you got to be able to choose the verse. You got to be able to choose the passage. So you select the passage. And then you want to decide where you are going to memorize. Now, this is key. Where are you going to memorize? Alone with limited distractions. Alone with limited distractions, right? You want to be able to be focused in that way that you have a time where you can get away and you can actually spend time with God. Now, when? Decide when to memorize. It's the time when you're most alert, right? Are you a morning person? Are you a night owl? Are you, are, is the afternoon the time where you're most energized? What is the best time for you to be able to memorize scripture? Or, you know, the best time for you where you just feel energized, you feel focused, that's the time when you should memorize scripture. Again, now, that's when I do it. I do it when I have my quiet time. I do it right in the morning. I'm fresh. It's my time spent with the Lord. Uh, that's, that's a wonderful thing. You got to decide the number of verses, right? If it's been 10 or 20 years for parents and you haven't memorized scripture, perhaps one verse a week, 
right? You make it simple. You make it a short verse. Um, and for those who haven't memorized Scripture before, again, starting off uh, with a simple one verse a week or something like that. Um, now, again, I think another reason why people fail to memorize Scripture or they don't keep going is they don't have an accountability partner. This is huge. This is huge. Being able to have someone that's actually going to be able to encourage you, whether you're memorizing the same thing or you're, you're each memorizing different things, and then you, you get together uh, once a week and you share the Scriptures and you share what God is teaching you about those Scriptures you're memorizing. This is a huge thing, having an accountability partner, whether that be a friend, whether that be a spouse, whatever it is, you've got to be able to have that uh, accountability partner. Now, this is one thing that can really add to that accountability, and uh, this is something that might be intimidating, but scheduling a recital right, where you actually say it out loud. Because if you just try to do it by yourself and you kind of quietly, it's easy to forget it, right? It's easy to forget it after you do it yourself and then you do that. So scheduling a recital, it can be simple. Like, it can be just with your accountability partner, right? You just share it at the end. But maybe it's your small group. Maybe it's at here. Maybe when you get together in youth group uh, or whatnot. Or you do it for your church uh, if there's a possibility for that. Uh, but that is a huge thing. And then you got to be able to pray, right? you got to invite the Holy Spirit into this process. Because I will tell you this, Scripture memorization, you talk about it being boring. The thing is, there's nothing like Scripture memorization because anything else you memorize, the Holy Spirit is not a part of the process. He's not, a part of the, he's not as intimately a part of the process as he is Scripture memory, right? We think about John 14, 26, when Jesus tells his disciples, I will give you the Holy Spirit who will bring into remembrance everything I have taught you. And so you can actually be enabled by the Holy Spirit and by His grace to actually store up God's Word in your heart compared to memorizing for a test, memorizing you know, phone numbers. It, those are things that like, you need it for certain things, but this is something that will be applicable for anything as we, we see. So that is an important thing, to be able to pray and invite the Holy Spirit in. All right, again, yeah, the Holy Spirit is a part of the process as we see. So um, really, it's, um, you have to be able to understand it. And this is where there's the pre-memorization or the passive memorization before you actually memorize it, right? So it's not that it's not hard, right? You guys study scripture, and it's not like you have to be a theologian. You don't have to go to you know to a theological seminary. Uh, one way to be able to start understanding it is reading it, reading the passage beforehand, being able to say, okay, what is this saying to me? Um, you can listen to it. Audio Bible for auditory learners is a great way to be able to listen to it and hear it. Um, and then it's just studying it. And, and again, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's just saying, what's the main point, right? What's the main point? What's happening in this chapter, this book, this history? Uh, it's just really simply saying, you know, paraphrasing it, looking at what it means. So that is an important thing because look at this iceberg, right? So we got this iceberg. And if you're just memorizing the words of Scripture, that's going to be real boring real fast, <laughs> That's going to be real boring real fast. If you're just memorizing the words of Scripture and you're just trying to spout it off for a wana or for just because someone told you to do it and then you just do it, the words are the top of the iceberg. The words are the top of the iceberg. It's, it's a very small portion, but the thoughts associated with it, the truth of God's Word, the power that you can have as a Christian is all underneath the water that you can't see, right? The words are the start. But if you don't actually know what it means to your, for your life and how you can apply it, it's going to be boring. It's not going to be worth it. There's no point of actually memorizing Scripture just to be able to say, I can do this verse. I hope that never happens for any of you. So it's important to be able to dive deeply into what it actually means. Um, so we got pick, plan, and pray. 
um, and we want to be able to overcome excuses, right? So overcome excuses or believing the lies that, you know, having these lies that we believe. So what are some of the lies that we believe about Scripture memory, right? These are some of the lies, right? I don't have a good memory is probably the top one. It is probably the top one. And I would say this, you don't have a bad memory, you're just out of practice, you don't have a bad memory, you're just out of practice, right? Because if you were to run a marathon, if you were like, I'm going to go run a marathon, would you run 26 miles tomorrow? I would hope not. You might end up in the hospital. <laughs> because if you want to do a marathon, or if you want to train for something or for basketball, or you're getting ready to go somewhere, and you can't just start, okay, I'm going to do 100 push-ups every day, that's going to be a real struggle. But when you realize you take one step, you say, hey, I'm going to walk five minutes tomorrow. Then I'm going to walk six minutes. And then I'm going to start, I'm going to run for one minute and then walk five minutes and then run for one minute. And then you get it and you work it up. You're going to be able to increase your ability to do what you want to do. It's the same with scripture. I don't want, I wouldn't want any of you to be like, yeah, Jeremy had the scripture memory workshop. I'm going to memorize the whole book. No, I would hopefully, none of you would do that, right? Hopefully it's something Man, I, I always love this verse. So whenever someone tells me this verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. I love that verse. Or you hear a verse like, you know, one of your favorite stories, you're like, I want to memorize one verse. And you start there. And then you do two verses. And then you do three verses. And then soon enough, when you get to a point, you're like, wow, I already have five verses. So that means I can do ten verses. And then suddenly, in 20 verses, you have a chapter. And then you're like, oh my goodness. And then it just builds. That's what happened to me. I memorized, I memorized one verse or two, three verses, James 1, 2 through 4 at 13. And then at 15, I was like, I love the whole chapter. So I memorized James chapter 1. And then when I was 17, I was like, the whole book is phenomenal. So I just memorized the book of James. But I had to build up my confidence each and every single time. Uh, I don't have time. Now again, this goes into what, what Ken said about not prioritizing it, right? That the reality is you have to be able to prioritize it. Like, right, like I'm not going to be, you know, you have to have that accountability partner, but I'm hopefully encouraging you to do it. But the reality is you have to make time for it. Because how much time do each of us spend on our phones every single day? Hours. You talk about the average one. You can actually do apps that tell you the average amount of time. And I'm embarrassed to say that when I usually get it, it says four to six hours on my phone. I don't know about teenagers. I'm sure it, it, you could probably get a lot of hours. Oh, all you need is 15 minutes to memorize scripture. All you need is five minutes. Think of it, you were like, you know what, I'm going to get off five minutes early. You know, even if you did use your phone. But to say like, I don't have time, every one of us has time. It's a matter of stewarding that time, managing that time, finding that time. Um, now, this is a big one, right? I have the Bible in my pocket on my smartphone, especially for the teenagers, right? Oh, I can just, I can just have guys, I can just read the Bible anytime, right? It's in my phone, right? You know what I equate that to? I equate that to a sheathed sword, a sheathed sword right here, right? Here it is. It's probably a beautiful sword, very sharp, but it's sheathed. It's right here. It's got, it's got it right here. What happens when the enemy is six inches in front of your face and you don't have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, ready to attack him, right? Because the sword of the Spirit is the only offensive weapon in the armor of God. Everything else is defensive. But when you say, oh, I have the Bible in my pocket, what about... When you have a friend that's struggling and they're not, you know, and you, you, you don't have your phone, it's somewhere away, or you don't have your Bible, and you can pray scripture over them, and you can pray and help them out. Or you have a child, right, and that child is crying and you can encourage them with the scriptures. Or someone is asking about Jesus, and you have a scripture ready to say this is what it says about Jesus, right, and your phone is away. 
So when you have the when you have the sword of the spirit ready and it's unsheathed, ready to go, that is why you got to be able to have that. But when you just have it there, it's not going to do any lick of damage against the enemy. Or even in temptation, right? You got your when you're in temptation, the last thing you're going to think about is picking up your phone and reading God's word. But when you can say no, no temptation is overtaking me that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let me be tempted beyond my ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that I may be able to endure it. 1 Corinthians 10.13. That was a huge verse for me when I was in my 15, 16 years old. So hopefully these are things that you can be able to do. And again, uh, last one, with this boring, right? This is literally God's word. You just saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hopefully that wasn't boring. There are many stories that we see are wow. This is powerful. This is memorable. This is, look at the faith that they had. And then the scriptures that literally, like all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. You can literally grow in Christ when you know God's word. So if you think it's boring, that's something you got to be able to check with the Holy Spirit and say, okay, your word can instruct me. Your word can inspire me. Your word can encourage me. Hopefully it's not actually boring for you. So we got pick plan and pray. We got overcome excuses. We got work on it daily. All right. So uh, again, with uh, this is like exercise, right? There has to be consistency and discipline. And that's why you make a plan, right? Pick, plan, and pray. So you have to commit to it, right? And like exercise, your ability to memorize will increase, right? So here's the different things. We got, um, we got three types of memorization. We have active memorization. We have solidifying memorization and we have um, maintaining memorization, right? So active requires 100% of your attention and focus. Solidifying happens right after the active memorization to lock in what you have, and maintaining is really the fun part. It is really, we're gonna get into this more later, um, but that is the fun and the joy of being able to know God's word in your heart. Um, but th- those are the things. So what are the three learning styles? What are the three main learning styles? Just shout them out. Three main learning styles that we learned through. Yep. Visual, audio, tactic, yeah, yeah, kinesthetic, perfect, yep. So we got uh, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, right? So those are the three main learning styles, right? And so we're going to see in a couple of slides, it's going to be even simpler than that for all of you, all right? So we got pick, plan, and pray, overcome excuses, work on it daily, express it, right? Express it. So this is where we're going to take visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. We're going to simplify it, right? Say this with me. See it, say it, do it. Say it with me. See it, say it, do it. See it, say it, do it. So these are going to simplify. See it is visual, say it is auditory, and do it is kinesthetic. I want you to give yourself and your neighbor right now permission to be weird throughout the rest of this workshop. Say to your neighbor right now, it's okay to be weird. Tell your neighbor right now, it's okay to be weird. All right? Tell them it's okay to be weird. All right. Good. So... Hopefully you're prepared for that, okay? All right, you've said it now. Coming from a theater background, I know what it's like to step beyond my comfort zone, so I'm inviting you to do the same. Now, again, I'm going to walk you through some tools, some techniques for your tool belt. You're going to try them all tonight. And you might think, that was way too weird. I ain't going to do that. You never have to do it again. But at least you know the different ways you can actually memorize Scripture, all right? So 
We're going to walk through some tools right now to be able to do it. Now, these, if, you're, if you haven't written anything down, this is the time to write things down. I'd really encourage you to be able to do it. These are the creative ways you can actually memorize and bring the fun involved in this and something that hopefully is going to help you to memorize it faster and retain it longer. See it. All right. First one is write it, right? This is a pretty classic one, right? You know, we got the three by five card, topical memory system from the navigators, pretty do. But again, there's something between your brain and your hand when you're actually writing the scriptures that helps you um, to actually be able to remember it, all right? Maybe you're tech savvy. Maybe you do not like the actual writing. You can type it, right? You can type it and you put it on your computer, put it on your phone, whatever. That's a good way. For me, I have large sections that I memorize, so I do not type it out. But what I do is I print it out. So I copy and paste the passage I'm doing. I print it out, and I fold it. That way it's right in my pocket, right when I need it. So then I'm memorizing Scripture. You know, I'm on my way to work or whatnot, and I can just pull it out and just be like, what was that verse again, or what was that word? And I can look it up. But it's, again, the visual that I'm doing. Now, the important thing, this is the key. Every single one of you, you have to pick tools you enjoy. If you want to be able to make it fun, don't do something that's belaboring to you. Don't do something like, oh, I guess I better write it. I'm going to write it 10 times, and I'm going to repeat it 10 times. That sounds boring. Don't do that. <laughs> Pick tools that you're going to enjoy. Pick the ones that are actually going to be something like, I want to do that. I want to do that with someone. If you don't, again, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. So that's the important thing. You've got to be able to pick tools you enjoy. Now, word pictures. You're probably wondering this. Maybe there's some artistic uh, teens or parents here. Um, that's really just making it into a picture, or you put a picture besides the text. Um, and we're, I'm going to show you some examples of that. But that's a great way to engage your, your mind and be able to bring the thoughts combined with the words. That's important. Um, now, visualization. This is also known as the memory palace. This is what many world memory champions use to effectively memorize this thing. Now, it may seem complex, but anyone can use this whether you're 8 years old or you're 80 years old. Now, this method takes advantage of our brain's spatial awareness. Now, what is spatial awareness, right? It's what allows us to actually walk through the house that we used to grow up in or allows us to go through the school, right, without actually, we just know where things are, right? We know where that, you know, our favorite class is, or we know where the gym is, right? The spatial awareness, that's what you actually do with the scripture memory. You actually put it into your mind, and you actually connect the words of a certain passage to a certain room and to certain items in your room. I can't, I don't personally use it, but I can vouch for it. Uh, if you want to know more about it, uh, look up BibleMemoryGoal.com. BibleMemoryGoal.com. Josh Summers, the founder, has an, a whole article uh, breaking down what it is and how to do it, and even a video of how to do it. All right, next one. Uh, game it. Again, you want to be able to bring the fun. Uh, this is one where you could erase words with paper and pencil, uh, right? And or you know, either on a whiteboard or chalkboard. So you you write down the, the you write down it, and then you then you you erase a few words, and then you try to say it, and then you erase more words, and then you get to a point where you don't even have any words, and then you try to say it. Uh, you can keep quoting it as you erase. Also, this is really a really key one. You write the first letter of each word. So you write the first letter of each word. This is really effective. So it gives you a key in your brain. You're not, it's not quite the verse, but you have the first letter and you're saying, oh, that gives me, I know that this word is wrong because it's not the right letter. That is a great way to be able to do it. Uh, another one is too is there's apps. Uh, there's a scripture memory app. There's many different apps where it actually keeps in track. Maybe you're just thinking it takes too much effort. Well, the apps are great because then you can actually put it in, put in the verses, and they'll remind you when to actually review it. All right. Um, so here's a word picture example, right? 
This is super fun, right? Really colorful. I love the direct part where it says direct your past. Again, it's memorizing the thoughts and the words. It's combining the thoughts with the words so you can understand it. But this is beautiful. You know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it's a powerful verse. I love that he is highlighted. Uh, That's a really, really cool one. Uh, Here's another one for those who are really visual artists. um, Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I love that. I love that, that you got the almonds and then you got the water combining the thoughts of the eating and the drinking they do all for the glory of God. So isn't that awesome? I love that. It's another really cool example. All right, say it for strong auditory learners. We got to say it, all right? So number one, sing it. Sing it, right? A lot of people, they learn scripture memory through song. Uh, and that's great. I think that is a wonderful way to be able to do it. You get a tune with that, but you can sing it. Uh, you can do it to a familiar tune like Mary Had a Little Lamb, or you can do it to your own tune. Uh, my personal resource is um, Melodically Memorizing, uh, which is a wonderful one. Um, and you can actually write your own song. Maybe you have some songwriters here. Um, and Melodically Memorizing is phenomenal. She takes it word for word, ESV, and she memorizes the verses um, and it's really, really a cool thing. Um, and, yeah, I love, I love that one. Now, here's where it gets maybe a little weird for y'all. Or, yeah, actually, record it first. So record it. This is a good way for maybe if you're busy, right? So maybe you're busy or you don't have time. A good way is on your commute or maybe you're walking to school. This is one where you can record it, and maybe you don't like your own voice. Maybe you don't like your voice. Ask your spouse. Tell them you, maybe you love your spouse's voice, and you're like, can you record this first? And then you get to just hear your spouse's wonderful voice. Or a friend that you're like, can you record this because I don't like my voice? Whatever. You can record it, right? Um, and that's a great way because then you can, we can listen to it back. And especially if you record yourself, then you can actually know the errors, and then you can listen to it as you're, you're walking or whatnot. That's a really, really cool one to do. Now, accents or voices. Now, this is one that you might be thinking, never heard of. But this is really one of my favorite tools. You do different inflections. You emphasize different words. Um, I highly recommend this. This is a way to just explore with it. Um, It's really, really kind of, it's pretty cool, pretty neat. Um, And then you can act it, right? So you can uh, really do the different emotions that are happening uh, with that. And again, this is something that's pretty easy. Depending on the verse that you're doing, it can kind of, you can just kind of bring in that emotion. But you could also do different, you know, different things like you do the emotions like happy, sad, afraid, um, etc. Or you could do, use motivations, right? You could to persuade and to impress. So like, for example, right, you could do Philippians 4.13. You could sure be like, surprise. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or you could be like, I'm going to annoy you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like, again, you could do things that are just, it's simple, right? It's just, it's silly, and it's something that you can do, right? Because if you're doing this alone with limited distractions, you can be a goon. You can be, like, crazy. You don't have to do it in front of anyone, right? So it gives you a chance to just have fun and just be creative about it. And, again, if you're in your room alone, you can just do that. And it, it really helps you to understand and explore the actual passage of the Scripture. Um, all right, so next one. Oh, yeah, recite it. This is just simple. Right, reciting it is a great way. You actually say it out loud. You're, you, you memorize something, and then you actually recite it. You're saying it um, just over and over is a really great way. All right, do it. Kinesthetic learners. All right, so we got hand motions. So hand motions might be a great way, too, 
Um, you, you're kind of bringing it back to when you were a, a little kid, but it can be something fun, right? This isn't rocket science, but that can actually really help you out where you, you might be like, oh, what's that word again? But then you actually have the motion with it, and that can be something that you actually can do it, and you, know, you can just do it wherever you're at, and that's a really, really cool way to do it. Uh, dance it. Um, this is one fun, you know, again, you can combine things, right? You could do it with a song, and you could do hand motions, and you could dance it. Uh, if you guys really like dance and you can choreo- do choreography, you could do a whole dance around that. Uh, that's a really cool one. Uh, act it out physically, right? So you saw me act out, uh, you know, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego physically. And fortunately, the Bible makes it easy for us, right? Like, especially with stories, uh, you know, we see the different things, right? Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet, right? He, so he's sitting down. He leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors. And so that's something where it's like it can really make it easy in that way. For me, it actually helps me with my memory. Right, because it's actually combining movement with the actual memorization. So I might forget something, but then I remember the actual movement I'm going to be doing, and that actually helps me to memorize it. Um, So that is a really, really cool one to do it. Um, Go for a walk. This is actually one that maybe people haven't thought about, but this is a great way because you get some exercise. You get to. By the way, Eureka is awesome. Teens, this is an amazing place. Y'all are real lucky that you live here. I'm like, every single time I'm with Kent and Amber, they just keep hyping it up, and they always tell me about a new thing. And I'm like, it's beautiful. We were in the park today, and I'm like, it's phenomenal. You have so many places you can walk around and see, and you just get out in God's creation, and you're reciting scripture. You can't go wrong with that. So I love Eureka. I might have to move here someday. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, so go for a walk. So the cool thing is, the cool thing about these different techniques, right, is that there's crossovers, Right? Because if you're gaming it or you're doing word pictures or you're typing it, that's still doing it. You're, you're, you're seeing it, but you're also doing it. Right? The important thing is when you can actually combine the different things that we have. Um, and so you're going to see these things that actually cross over. So really, what styles do good teachers use? What style, which styles do good teachers use? All of them. All of them, yes, it's a simple answer, right? All three of them that you actually are able to do, right? Um, whether When you are memorizing, you are a teacher of yourself. You are a teacher of yourself. And if you're going to teach yourself, I would hope you want to be good. <laughs> I hope you want to be a good teacher of yourself. A lot of people try to memorize like this. What is that? That is a very very weak visual way to learn scripture. They're sitting in their sitting in their bed, sitting in their couch and they're repeating you're quietly repeating it to themselves. Okay, how can we add another thing? How can we add auditory to that? What do we do? Read it out loud. Say it out loud. Now what's a way to be able to add in kinesthetic? You go for a walk or you and had mo- you and had you and you add hand motions. Thank you. Um, you add hand motions, right? So you've got to be able to be creative to be able to say, I'm going to be able to add these different things, right? So it's a visual, it's a weak visual, but when you add those, it is going to add so much to it. So um, we're going to go through do's and don'ts. It's very simple. There's only one don't. Don't memorize silently. Say this with me. Don't memorize silently. Don't memorize silently. Never memorize silently, okay? That is the only don't. Everything else is free reign, right? Because if you memorize silently, that is not going to help you. It's going to greatly 
it's not gonna, it, you're, you're not going to be able to memorize Scripture very effectively in that way. But do, again, pray before you begin. You want to be able to understand what you're, 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 you're uh, reciting, what you're memorizing, all these things. Sit up straight and stand. Again, you want, if you want to have the most energy, it's best to really stand and to be active and you're here or you're sitting up straight. Use all three learning styles. Again, memorizing the thoughts, not just the words. And these are the two most important. Experience it. Create an experience for yourself. You just saw all these different tools that we have. You can actually have it something where you're like, oh, this is a whole thing. Like, I want to do this. I'm not just like memorizing these scriptures. Like, I'm adding something to it. And you have to have fun. Have fun with these different things, right? So um, those are the most important things. So we got pick, plan, and pray, overcome excuses, uh, work on a daily, express it, review it. And so reviewing it, right? So solidifying review. So active memorization, right, requires 100% of your attention and focus. This is when you're first memorizing something. And then after is solidifying review. That means you basically, you, you have to be able to do it, um, you have to be able to do it afterwards, right? So like, let's say I memorized three verses, right? You're going to memorize three verses today. So you memorize it, you're in the active memorization. But then the solidifying is you do it immediately after active memorization. So after today, you're going to actually have to, I want you to recite this verse you're going to memorize today every day for at least a week. Every single day for at least a week. If you really want to get it down, I would do it at least for a month. Because a lot of you, the most important part is the review. Because you, you said you, me, you memorized something, but you don't remember it now, right? How, that, how frustrating is that? You took time, you took effort, you spent time with God, you memorized the scripture, you memorized the passage, and then three months down the line, you forget it. So if you do not review, that is really going to greatly, it's going to take away from that, that beauty of that, um, of being able to know God's word. Because, so you can do this with solify, you can do it alone or with a friend. Uh, it's 100% of your focus and attention, right? You still want to be able to have the words down. You want to be able to have the verse down um, and be able to do that. But this is what I mean, the maintaining review. This is the blessing and the beauty of Scripture memory, right? Because after doing it for a week, after doing it for a month, this is where you have it at this point, and you can do it anywhere. You can do this anywhere, and you can do it while you're doing dishes, while you're walking. You can do this while you're multitasking. This is the beauty because now you have God's word in your heart forever. Those words are your words to be able to see. And you can reflect, you can re rehearse these scriptures, these truths. And the Holy Spirit can bring into mind new truths, new insights as you continue to review it. So being able to just do it anywhere, right? Like I have a two, hour, two and a half hour drive up here to get to, uh, to, get to Eureka. I take that time and I can review Daniel, I can review Peter, I can review Paul, and it's awesome. And I can just think, Holy Spirit, what are new things that I can learn about this passage? And it is a beautiful thing. So I hope that is something that you do. And then hopefully, after all these things, you apply it, right? Because if you're not doing the Word, if you just take it and you memorize it, but you don't, it doesn't actually make an impact in your life, it is so, so important to apply it. And so to become a powerful Christian, you really need to be able to faithfully share it, faithfully share God's Word, utilize it in prayer. I cannot tell you how beautiful utilizing prayer is. And live it out, right? Live it out. The verses we're going to memorize today is so easy to live it out, but that's so, so important to be able to do. So we got the know why, we got know how, pick, plan, and pray, overcome excuses, work on it daily, express it, review it, then apply it, and we repeat. Now again, this is repeating the process, not, not repeating the verse. It's repeating the process. Again, you go back. What is my why? 
Then you go to know how. Then you do all the things repeating there. So that's what we got for the first half. Take a quick break. We got a two-minute two break. Get some water. Go to the bathroom real quick. Then we're going to memorize, all right? So take a quick break. I'm going to time it. Go ahead. All right, we're going to get back into it now. All right, I want you to say this with me, okay? We got know why. So say it with me. Know why. Know how. Pick, plan, and pray. Overcome excuses. Work on it daily. Express it. Review it. Then apply it. Repeat. All right, everyone stand up. Everyone stand up. All right, we're going to say this together. Again, remember the standing up is important. So we're going to say this verse together, okay? On one, two, three. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. All right, good job, good job. We just said the verse that we are going to memorize. Now, what's our process, right? We got to know why. So why these verses? Why these verses? Two reasons. It defines God's will, right? Remember the first reason. It's God's will, I think, that we memorize Scripture. And here's a great example of God, an a- another aspect of God's will. And really, it's a simple thing, right? We think about God's will, and we're like, oh, I want to do God's will. What is God's will for my life? And it's like it can be as simple as being able to rejoice and to be able to pray and to be able to give thanks in all circumstances. And it's because we forget to do this all the time, right? Right? God is more concerned about our heart, our ability to rejoice and abide in him rather than what house to buy or what career to have or what spouse, you know, who we're going to marry. Those are important things. Those are very, very important things. But when it really comes down to the simple aspect, every single one of us can do God's will. But we forget to do this all the time, to actually be able to rejoice always, to pray continually, to give thanks in all circumstances. I don't know about you, that is a difficult thing for me. But this is so, so important to know why we should memorize these scriptures. And they're simple. They're two of the shortest verses in the Bible that we have. And the third one's pretty short, too. All right, read it again. All right, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. All right. So we got know why. We know why we're memorizing this. We know how. So we pick, we plan, and pray, right? So right now we are, we're, doing, uh, we're selecting the passage. We're doing 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. We're memorizing it here. We're doing it now. We're doing three verses. Now, get a partner right now. Um, and I want you, you're going to, you're going to, this is going to be your accountability partner for today, and you're going to, you're going to actually recite it with them. So tell your partner right now, it's okay to be weird. Tell them it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be weird. Okay, great. So you're giving your partner permission to be weird. Awesome. Now this person, you're going to recite this, you're going to recite the scripture at the end of the workshop, all right? So you schedule recital at the end, and then we pray. So let's pray again. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that all of it is breathed out by God. We just pray right now that you enable all of us to not just memorize uh, this passage, but to understand the value of 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. I pray that we'd be encouraged to live it out, Lord, that we'd be able to apply it, and that we'd encourage one another and challenge one another to be able to store up more of your, your, uh, your word in our heart, Lord. And so I pray for this time and pray to help us really, really, truly understand it and internalize it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.
So, again, understanding it is simple, right? We don't have to do some crazy uh, word study or whatnot that is valuable. But it's really, we're reading it. We got to hear each other. We listened to it. So what is the main point? Someone just paraphrase what the main point of this verse is. Or just, yeah, what does it mean? Anyone can share. Continually talk with God. I like that. Good. Another, what's, what's another paraphrase of this verse? It's all good? <laughs> it's all good? <laughs> That's an interesting, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I, I think it's knowing that it's like God is working in every circumstance. There's always something to be thankful in our lives. It's really all good. God is sovereign and he is good. Awesome. So, again, it's just simple, but we got to be able to understand this. But fortunately, these are pretty simple and pretty pretty short to understand. But, so, again, what's the main point? we got to see that. All right. So, now we're going to say it again aloud. Again, all right? Ready? Go. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. All right. So we got the know why, we got the know how, we got the pick, plan, and pray. So we're overcoming excuses. We're doing it right now. Um, we are working on it daily. Again, you guys are going to have, I want you to do this for the next seven days after this. But now we're going to express it. All right, so we're going to do different ones. We're going to do see it. So right now, everyone sit down. And what I want you to do, I want you to have your back straight. I want you to get ready. Now what you're going to do, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. You're going to write down this verse. I'm going to show it to you. You're going to write down this verse, and you're going to say it out loud as you do it, including the reference. Okay, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Go right now. And just pretend that you're by yourself. Don't, it's not weird. Just say it out loud, every single one of you, and write it as you do it. I'm going to do it with you. Rejoice always. Ah, that's not enough people that are saying it. Come on. Come on. You can say it. You got it. Rejoice always. <laughs> Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is not First Thessalonica. First Thessalonians. <laughs> it is to the Thess yes, that is correct, but it's not the reference. <laughs> First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. All right. All right. How we doing? How we doing? Any more? Need more time? Who else needs time? Raise your hand. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Give me another thirty seconds. Yep, no problem. Y'all who still need time, I'm not hearing you. <laughs> you got to challenge yourself. You got to be able to do it. Joyce always. Pray continually. There we go. All right, anyone else still need time? Who else needs time? We all good? One more? Ten more seconds. You got this? All right. 
I think we're good. All right. Everyone, stand back up. So we just wrote it. We just did see it. So now, now we're going to say it. All right? So, everyone, we're going to say it now. Now, I'm going to do it. We're going to say it out loud. And I'm going to give you some creative ways to be able to say it. Um, you're going to need this piece of paper, right? You wrote it down so that way you can look down in case you don't have it. No shame, right? This is hopefully you're able to memorize it as you go. But you have this sheet. You can look at it, but try not to look at it. But now I'm going to give you 30 seconds to say it in a creative way, whether it's, you know, uh, character or motivation. So I'm going to give you some creative ways to do it right here. I want you, each of you, to choose one of these to do a character, tactic, or accent. And you're going to say it to your partner. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, and then the other partner is going to do it to the other person. Go. I want to hear it out loud. I want to hear all of you say it out loud. Come on, switch it. If you haven't switched, you should switch by now. Be able to say it to your other partner. All right, parents, make sure that they do it. If they, the teens have not done it yet, make sure they do it. All right. All right, has everyone done it? All right, come back. Come, come back. All right. So, hopefully you can laugh at yourself as you try different things, right? That's why we say, have fun. Hopefully you were laughing and able to enjoy that. So, I did some of the creative works right here. Again, if you're, if you're having fun and you're laughing, you're going to remember it more. <laughs> so, if you're laughing, you are going to remember it more. So, that's an important thing. So, got that. So, now we're going to do it, all right? Now we're going to be able to do it. This might be really strong for some people. So, we're going to do some hand motions, all right? So, we're going to do hand motions now. I'm going to be able to bring it for you guys. It's going to be pretty simple, all right? So first one is rejoice always. Hey, you got it almost. So rejoice always is easy, right? Okay, everyone look at me. Everyone turn around. All right, so rejoice always is going to be simple. Rejoice always. Just shaking the hands. Rejoice. You don't have to get that crazy. Rejoice always, all right? Rejoice always. I want you to say it with me, though, too. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Okay, great. Now pray continually. We're going to do pray continually. Right? Pray continually. One more time. Pray continually. All right, we're going to go back to the top to rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Do it again. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Is that good? You guys got it down so far? Is that easy? Okay, we'll do one more time. Rejoice always. Pray continually. All right, we got that down. All right, so give thanks in all circumstances. We're going to use some sign language. We're going to say give thanks, right? Give thanks. Now, how are we going to do all circumstances? I do all circumstances. I like that. You got all circumstances. But we're going to actually add something a little fun. You're going to pretend that you hit your hand on a table. So then you can say, exactly. So you're going to say, you're going to say give thanks in all 
circumstances. You're going to pretend like you got hit, like you hit your hand. You're not actually going to hit a table. You're going to pretend you hit a table, all right? They're doing it again. So we got give thanks in all circumstances. All right, one more time. Give thanks in all circumstances. All right, good. We're going to go back to the top, all right? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. All right, we're going to do it again. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. All right, do we have it down so far? You guys do it keeping track? Okay, great. All right, so for this is God's will for you in Christ. It's going to be a little bit longer, but we're going to be literal. We're going to have fun with this. So we're going to say for, for this, right? We're going to say for this, for this. Now, to do God's will, I like to think as if we're, we're rolling out a last will and testament, right? Like a really long document. So we're going to go for this, and it's like you're rolling out for God's will, God's will, right? Yeah, so we're rolling out God's will, and then we're going to go back to for you, right? So we got for this is God's will for you, all right? We're going to do that again. We got for this is God's will for you, all right? One more time. For this is God's will for you. And then in Christ Jesus, we're going to simplify it. We're going to just do in Christ Jesus like a cross like this, right? So let's do, let's do that, that last section, right? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then let's do it one more time. Got for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. All right, and then we're going to go to the top, and then we're going to say the reference after that, okay? We're going to go to the top. You ready? Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. All right, we do it one more time. We do everything with the reference. Are you ready? All right. Rejoice always. I love this enthusiasm. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Give yourselves a round of applause. Good job, good job, good job. Awesome, awesome. Well, we got a couple more things. We're going to try to go breeze through this. I want to respect your time. But now we got here. Someone say this for me. It is not rapajugubatujah. It is the verse we talked about the first letter of each word, right? So, what is it? First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. So this is great because uh, membands.com has this where you can actually have bands where it literally gives you the letter of each word and you can have different scriptures. This is great. You can do this anywhere. And it's, it's a key to actually help you in the memorization without actually telling you exactly what the word is. So your brain is actually thinking, oh, you can't say rejoice, um, uh, rejoice, always pray without ceasing. That's the ESV version. But then it keys into your mind, oh, it's pray, it's the PC instead of PWC. Uh, um, so it's, it's just those little things that can help you with the memorization of Scripture. All right. 
Now, I'm going to do the words that are shown. You guys are going to do the words that are not shown. This is the erasing the words that I was talking about. Rejoice. Continually give thanks in all, for this is God's for you in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Are we going to make it a little more challenging? Go ahead. Give in all, for is for in First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. All right. All y'all, let's go. Awesome, 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 right? You just gamed it. All right. I want one volunteer to do this by themselves. We're going to do it. Someone, say it. Yes. Sydney, I am choosing you. You got it. You got it. I'm choosing. What? Got it. Okay. All right, so you're going to go. You're going to go first. You're going to go first. Come on up here. You're going to come up here. <laughs> All right, you got it. You got it. All right. What's the reference? There you go. Good job. Good job. Good job. Nice. Nice. All right. So we did that. So I want you to go and you're going to, uh, we got all through these things, right? We got know why, know how, pick, plan, and pray, overcome excuses, work on a daily, express it. We just express it. Now review it. So the partner that you just have, I want you to take 30 seconds. Recite it to your partner. Again, if you need the sheet, that's okay. No shame, but try to say it without actually without actually doing it. Go ahead. All right. All right, has everyone done it? We all good? All right, bring it back. Almost done. All right. You guys, good job, good job. All right, so we got to review it. Review right now. So, again, I want you to review this every day on your own for the next seven days. And hopefully by the next week, you can do it with your accountability partner, either the person you did it with today or finding someone else. And you're going to do that, and you review it next week with your partner. All right, so we got all this, and then we want to be able to apply it, right? Again, we want to be able to actually be a doer of the word. So how can we apply this verse? I want to just cut two, two things away. Like, think of something right now. Perhaps there's a circumstance the Holy Spirit's bringing into mind. How can you actually put this verse into practice? Two people, go ahead. I'm going to choose. Oh, you got it. 
Yeah. Hey, amen. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Just being able to, to thank it, you know, just doesn't matter what it is, right? There's always, there's always things to be thankful for. I love that. Uh, someone else. Uh, I'm going to choose you in the, uh, the hat. I love that. I love that, right? I, I don't know about you, but the most, the time I'm most susceptible to complain is traffic. I hate Chicago traffic. And it's so easy for me to see someone cut me off, say, how dare you, and then wait a minute. I'm like, give thanks in all circumstances. Wow, thank you, Lord, that I have a car. Thank you that I have a job. Thank you that I'm healthy. Thank you for friends. Thank you. And then suddenly it's like the peace of mind of like, wow, why am I complaining right now? So that is a great way to be able to do it. So hopefully these are easy, this verse is easy for you to, to do it. It's not e- I shouldn't say it's easy in terms of emotionally, like you have to do it, but it's something simple, right? To rejoice always, to pray continually, it's a conversation with God. You can put that in your life or to give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, that is something that we can always do. So now we did all this, right? The last thing is we want to repeat this. We repeat the process, not the verse. So again, going back, and being able to repeat all these things. So my question for you is, what passage are you going to memorize next? That is my question to you. This is is for all of you. It's going to be different for every single one of you. But um, this, again, it's going to be different for everyone, but I want you to know what passage you're going to actually memorize next. Now, I'm going to give you uh, a few specific challenges. Uh, Today you memorized three verses. That is awesome. You guys didn't just memorize one verse. You memorized both verses. Hopefully, you can solidify them in the next week and the following weeks. So I want to challenge you. The next thing to do is do three more verses, right? That's the first challenge. You could do three more verses. Maybe it's a life verse that you love, but you've never took the time to practice or took took, the time to memorize. Do the two verses that are next to it. So do successive verses, right? James 1, 2 through 4. Uh, You could do Daniel 2, 20 through 22. You know, so make sure that they're successive. So that's one example. Uh, One fun one is you could do the psalm of your age, so the psalm of your age, if you are 15, you could do Psalm 15. If you are 28, you could do Psalm 28. None of you are 119, so none of you have an excuse, all right? None of you, don't, none of you have to do 176 verses, all right? So that's a fun one. Now, you could do a favorite chapter. Uh, you can steal mine. James 1 is one of my favorite chapters. Um, or you could do Romans 8, uh, talking about adoption as sons. Colossians 3 is powerful. Now, um, maybe none of you have done this. Maybe none of you have memorized whole sections but what if you challenge yourself and did a small book at some point? You could do James or Philippians or Titus. Titus is only 100 verses. That's only 100 verses. If you did one verse a week, you could memorize Titus in two years. One verse a week, 52 verses a day, you could do Titus in two years. So wherever you are, take your next step. Wherever you are, take your next step. Don't stay where you are. Go beyond what you think is possible. So be encouraged and use the tools I'm going to give you. I have a, a personal memorization plan worksheet that you can take home and you actually can write down like what you want to memorize. I have the I know I, I handed out the power system last time, um, but I have more of those if you want it. And hopefully it gives you those chances to be able to review and all those things. So really that's hopefully, that's, hopefully these are things that are going to be able to help you as you go. So these are the goals for today. Did you have fun? Good. I'm glad you had fun. Did you memorize a few verses? Good. Now learn your best learning style. Maybe you need to think more about this. What were the ones, of all the three that we did, what were the ones that were like, wow, that was like, that resonated with you, where you're like, that really helped me. For people, the hand motions, they love that, and they're like, the doing it really helped them. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the writing or whatever. What's your, learn, learn, your best learning style? And hopefully you were able to memorize it faster through the fun and through the different things that we did and retain it longer. Again, review is so, so important. So 
Thank you for joining me for this Scripture Alive workshop. Hope you were encouraged and blessed by it. I really want to equip you to take hold of the sword of the Spirit with these fun and engaging memory techniques and personal Scripture memory plans. So hopefully I gave you some ideas to implement these into your lives. Um, and so, yes, thank you again. Again, please feel free to reach out to me directly if you have any questions or need encouragement in your Scripture memory journey. Yes, give, give Jeremy a round of applause. Thank you for doing that. That was a lot of fun. I, I don't know about you, so for me, I, I'm a hands-on learner, so I love the hand motions. Um, just some quick announcements. Uh, make sure you come back next week. We'll pass out Scripture notebooks for our First Corinthians study, and you're going to want those so you can get uh, free stuff from our snack bar or save them up for a free hype T-shirt. Um, and then those resources that uh, Jeremy's going to pass out, please take them home with you. Um, utilize them. And like you said, there is a why. It's not just random. You know, we're here right, to grow um, Do you guys need more a power system with God well? in our relationship with time? him. So please take it seriously. Okay. Please take these home uh, and utilize them. Um, again, thank you for participating. I know it was, it was kind of awkward some out of, of your comfort zones. I appreciate your willingness to pay attention and, um, and engage in this workshop.